The country of Venezuela finds itself on the brink of monumental regime change. President Nicolas Maduro is clinging to power the day after thousands took to the street in support of the opposition leader who has declared himself president, a declaration echoed by President Trump. But what happens next is anyone's guess. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Bloomberg's Caracas Bureau is reporter Andrew Rosati. Good to have you back on the show, Andrew. My pleasure. You were on the ground Wednesday. How big were the opposition protests? I mean, they were definitely a big turnout. You know, there was easily thousands of people that came from across Caracas and funneled into a business district uh, on the east side of the city where Guaido uh, declared himself the acting president of Venezuela. On the other side of town, thousands of pro-government marchers surrounded the Miraflores presidential palace to show their support for Maduro. And as he's trying to push back um, these calls for him to step down. Uh, we, so we saw thousands of people on both sides of the city. Um, they were not as large as some of the massive demonstrations we saw in 2017, where you know, it's at one point it was re- reported that maybe one million people took the streets. Mm. But for just con- considering that just you know two three weeks ago that Venezuelans were completely Venezuelans that I spoke to have been completely disinterested in their politics and their politicians and disheartened by the situation here on the ground, it was a, a big turnout by all means. And how did President Maduro and his government respond uh, yesterday and and today to those protests? Well, um, after the president of the National Assembly, Juan Guaido, declared himself the head of state, Maduro claimed that this was a plan orchestrated by the U.S., given that Donald Trump, excuse me, President Donald Trump, quickly recognized Guaido as the legitimate ruler of Venezuela. And in response, he broke relations with the U.S. and called to have a vigil around the Miraflores presidential palace because he he claims that a coup is in the making Mm -hmm. and that uh, foreign powers are coming to to remove him and topple him to his socialist government. So what does Maduro do next, then? It's not clear what Maduro's next moves are. Today, we've seen that many of Maduro's confidants, you know, governors, the Supreme Court, and most importantly, the military, have came out to throw their backing behind him. Many analysts tell me that the opposition strategy is to put more and more international pressure and the pressure on the streets on the armed forces, which have long been seen as the key power broker here in Venezuela. They're hoping that there'll be a break and that somewhere down the chain of command that soldiers will no longer want to support Maduro, that they'll see that they'll get a better deal with the opposition. Juan Guaido is offering a, a an amnesty plan to them, saying that, well, even if they are accused of human rights abuses or, or widespread corruption, you know, they're willing forget about all that and if they come to the other side. Is that because Guaido knows and the opposition knows that any true regime change can't happen without the military support? Yes. This is something that's become very, very clear in Venezuelan politics after the past few years. I think it's worth remembering just in 2002, the late Hugo Chavez was overthrown by the by the military and the opposition at the time, only to be installed by the military just two days later again. Without the military support, it's not likely that Guaido or Maduro can hope to hold on to power in Venezuela. Wednesday, President Trump declared Guaido Venezuela's interim president, as you said. How is the U.S. keeping that political pressure on Maduro? In his statement yesterday, President Donald Trump called on all Western Hemisphere governments to follow suit, and many have. Uh, What I'm hearing from a lot of different observers is what the U.S. is looking to do is 
get other other governments that at one time or another have been critical of Maduro on the bandwagon to apply pressure, and they're now looking at wide-ranging sanctions on Venezuela's oil industry, which is really the cash crowd here. Mm-hmm. If they follow through on that, it could be catastrophic for uh, Maduro's government and Venezuela in general, because almost all of its foreign income comes from oil sales, and the U.S. is the biggest buyer of that, ironically. And earlier today, uh, Secretary of State Pompeo pledged $20 million to the opposition uh, party. Is that the type of support, the international support, that uh, Guaido needs? I think Guaido is really looking for pressure and that um, on on the other actors here in Venezuela. But more importantly, he's looking in the long term, too, that if he won when they would become power, how much legitimacy would we have to pull Venezuela out of this deep, deep financial crisis? It's a, you know, uh, international lending institutions imagine that Venezuela could need upwards of 60, 70 billion dollars uh, to pull itself out of the hole it's in. And so the 20 million dollars, well, a lot of money is a far cry from what Venezuela really needs to get its economy going again. And when we hear the president say these things about Venezuela, and when we hear Pompeo come out and offer that that money in support, what does this do for diplomatic ties between the two countries? Venezuela-U.S. diplomatic ties have been low for a number of years now. The two countries haven't shared ambassadors since 2010. And just last year, the, uh, the Venezuelan government kicked out two top U.S. diplomats, accusing them of conspiring against the government after the U.S. and many other countries said Maduro's election last year was fraudulent and filled with dirty tricks to make sure he kept himself in power. Venezuela constantly accuses the U.S. of of pushing this so-called economic war to to undermine Maduro. So these things, you know, aren't going to to help matters, these statements by the U.S. of improving relations, but they're already a pretty low place to begin with. And Maduro has, on Wednesday, declared that diplomatic members of uh, the U.S. Embassy had 72 hours to get out of the country. Uh, and and the State Department said they don't really recognize that because they don't recognize Maduro's power. So are there safety concerns for American diplomats or the embassy itself in Caracas? Yes. Uh, the, the U.S. Embassy in Caracas is like a fortress on a hill, literally speaking. It's a huge security president. It overlooks the city. It is not easily accessible by, mo- by most public transportation or even on foot. You need to drive up for a while, and if you get too close and your car stopped, you know, U.S. Embassy security staff will quickly come out to ask what you're doing there. I can say this from personal experience. The, the concern now is what is the limbo that these diplomats are in uh, if Maduro asks them to leave and they don't go? I mean, what we're hearing is that they're not going to do uh, going to follow through with this. The diplomats themselves have been silent, but you know, Maduro's the number two of the ruling Socialist Party, has threatened to cut off basic services in their homes if they're going to stay out here. I think it may just be a scare tactic, but you know these are the type of things that could you know, arise while they're in this kind of limbo. And of course, that brings to attention the idea of fear coming and harm coming to U.S. citizens. So that brings me to my next question of what is the thought process right now inside the presidential palace? Are they more worried about uh, a coup from its own military or some sort of invasion by the United States? I think one of the major concerns for is for the government right now is is potential sanctions by the U.S. You know, if the U.S. would close the valve, so to speak, on Venezuelan oil, you know, how does 
this government continue funding itself, and how do they maintain its support without money? Uh, things are very bad on the ground here. You know, inflation is spiraling. What the IMF estimates over a million percent. You know, there's rampant shortages of foods and medicine. So. For there to be no oil income or significantly less oil income, you know, that would make things much, much worse. That's, you know, something we struggle to imagine here. But would Maduro then walk away if he ran out of options? Would he he would say, for the better of the country, for the better of the people, I, I have nothing left to give, and only regime change can make that difference? As of yesterday, uh, he said that he, quote, was not going to throw in the towel, and he was going to continue to fight. That may change, though, over time, as if money runs out and he gets more pressure from those who actually has has the guns in the country. So far, they came out today saying they support him. But if that support stops, well, he may be singing a different tune. As you've been saying, Maduro has the support of the military. He has the guns. But Guaido seems to be the man of the people right now. So in those scenarios, who has the upper hand and what happens next? In 2017, protests against the government lasted for four or five months. Maduro beat them back, relying heavily on the security forces. And the clashes resulted in over 120 deaths that year. You know, as long as the security forces are willing to go out and protect Maduro, I think there is a, a feeling that, you know, it may not be street movements alone will be enough to topple Maduro. How long are these people willing to I don't, protect Maduro if you know, hung, things like hunger and inflation get worse is what everyone is asking right now. Andrew, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Make sure to follow Andrew and his life in Caracas reporting on Twitter. He's at Andrew Bazzotti. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.